Welcome again, everybody, to another episode of the Shop Notes Podcast. I'm your host, Phil Huber, joined today by John Doyle. Logan Whitmer is on assignment. Today is episode number 136, where we talk about the things in the shop that we avoid doing. Today's podcast is brought to you by Shaper Tools. They're the makers of the Shaper Origin, the handheld CNC router that brings digital precision to the craft of woodworking. You can tackle joinery, cabinetry, hardware installation, and more with speed and precision. Try it risk-free in your shop for 30 days. Visit shapertools.com to learn more. We just completed an episode of the TV show, Season 17. And as always... And I find this is to be the case in my own shop, and even when I'm working here, is that it's kind of chaos until the very end. And then you're faced with, do you leave the chaos until you need to come back to the shop and then clean up? Or do you do the right thing and clean up before you have to come back? Right. For me, I think the easiest thing is to leave it just because at that point I've, I'm just ready to walk away. But the right thing is just to clean it up. So usually I just leave it until things kind of get built up and built up and built up. And then it's just one big like cleaning and organization session. And then, you know, you get it all cleaned, you get it all organized. And then for a while it's like, okay, now I'm going to put each thing away. I'm going to clean up every little thing, stay organized until <laughs> something breaks the momentum and it and it turns into chaos again. And that's that's kind of what I'm trying to do here because I noticed that this morning when we were filming, I was going to clean out the bandsaw, which is another tool that I don't really that I avoid dealing with. You just kind of walk up to the bandsaw and expect it to turn on and work. And this time when I turned on the bandsaw, it was like this shower of sawdust falling out of it. And I opened up the doors and it was kind of jam packed with all kinds of layers of debris. So I went to clean it out with the dust collector, but I wasn't getting a lot of suction from the dust collector. So went back around the wall. Dust collector bag is jammed, jammed full. So like you try to do the right thing and then you end up with like three other projects clean out mm -hmm. the bandsaw now clean out the dust collector yep yeah i always find that cleaning out tools uh after you drop like say you drop the the washer for the table saw down into the into all the sawdust and you gotta stop and clean out or you have to change stuff out it's a momentum yes. killer it's a momentum killer so but these things got to get done, you know? So. Yep. Uh, and I found when, like today, I didn't really want to do any of those things, but then I ended up just doing, starting in on it. Mm -hmm. And that was emptying the dust collector bag. And then you kind of develop a momentum then. And it becomes a little cathartic where it's like, this is the end of that one episode. You know, we finished up shop notes, got that out the door for that issue. 
And it's like, this is what I need to do to just kind of recenter and refocus rather than just, you know, play Minesweeper or watch videos on TikTok or something like that. <laughs> Instead, it's, you know, do something that's a little bit productive. Right. Procrastinate forward. Right. Yeah, I think that it really helps um, when you get done with a big project or, or we get done with uh, the magazines here get those out the door and you kind of have that, you know, brain drain and you don't want to think about things. It's, it is cathartic to, to do cleaning. Like you're not really thinking about anything. You're just getting stuff done, whether it's like cleaning or you just, it's kind of going out into mow. You're just mowing, you're walking up and down, you're getting something done. You're not really thinking about it. So it gives your brain a little bit of a rest, but you're still moving forward and getting something done. So yeah, I think that that's a good way to think about it is, like with mowing. I like that idea. So I was trying to think of other, here's another thing that I think is easy to overlook, at least in our, in my woodworking shop at home. And I know we do it here. And part of it's because it's a shared space, but like drill bits, you know, the drill press is one of those tools where it's like our drill press in the shop has a little foam holder for the chuck key. But I know that I have to really work at it to remember to put the chuck key back in the little holder instead of just setting it down on the table or behind me on the router table or over on the jointer. And then, you know, when you're doing a bunch of drilling, you know, you like pop out one bit, put another one in. So what do you do with the other bit? It should go in the drawer where it belongs, but it doesn't. It just goes on the little cart just below the drill press. And now we have like a laundry basket of drill bits. And then you go to find one that you're looking for. And it's like, I don't know where to start. <laughs> yeah. Especially when we have several, um, sets going on of bits and it's like, which one? And then you, like you said, you're throwing all those down there and then it's like, which set did this go to? <laughs> and you're trying to figure out, you know, putting everything back together and, and all that stuff. So, and like you said, it's, it's tough with a shared shop because it's like, we're all guilty of just kind of throwing, you know, stuff down and leaving it. And then somebody else will come along. It's like, well, I don't know if they're still using it, so I'm just going to leave it and I'm going to throw my, so just, yeah, it's a continuous like piling of stuff until it finally breaks and we have a uh, cleanup time. I know in the magazine shop, Mark and Steve, if they have something set up on one of their tools, they have the little blocks of wood that say no or whatever, and things are, you know, you just kind of know to leave it alone because you like having all of your limbs. But uh, it's almost like you need a, uh, like one of those signs for your dishwasher, you know, where it's like a stop sign where you flip it one way and it says clean and the other side says dirty like we need to do that for some of the tools in the shop here where it's like, it's okay. Just keep using it. You can go right ahead. Even though it appears to be set up for something, I'm done with it. And yeah, right. A little sock that goes on it. Like do not disturb type thing on the, on the handle. <laughs> I don't know. Is that a thing? <laughs> right. I don't know. Shop yeah. tips. We're thinking of shop tips here. I think that could be published. <laughs> yeah there's no bad ideas really right. you just just throw out stuff so anyway getting the shop cleaned up it was kind of fun 
we did an episode on almost done with it on building shop tools and I picked up uh it was one from shop notes years and years ago of taking a framing square and turning it into more of a woodworking tool by adding some wood pieces to the short leg of the square and putting a bevel gauge item on there and a little tab so it doesn't you know can stay can rest on the side of a workpiece and I always thought that it was kind of a fun project and that it would be relatively easy to do, but it turns out it wasn't as easy as I thought because I was just trying to blast through it and I ended up, you know, miscutting a couple of pieces because I, I kind of mirror imaged some things and ended up having to remake parts and it's always something to learn. Yeah, but I'm pretty happy with how it turned out and it's kind of fun. It's fun being able to take a tool and make it your own. So mm -hmm. I got it done mostly for what we needed for video. And then I was just in amongst the cleaning and straightening up here. I did some uh, fine tuning on some bits and pieces with it. So it's pretty fun that way. Yeah. So what do you have going on here, John? So, yeah. So what I'm working on uh, lately is we've uh, gotten our issue of Shop Notes out the door. Um, we've started on the next issue of Woodsmith. Actually, next week we're um, starting photography already on that. So we're knee deep into Woodsmith, the next issue. Uh, so I've been uh, working on a router bit storage cabinet, which Mark did the honors of uh, building the main case and drawers and, and the doors and getting all that done. And then I've been uh, working on kind of making custom storage for the router bits and router accessories. So that's been kind of fun of just, uh, you know, going through all of our router bit sets and figuring out what would make for good general storage, good specific storage ideas kind of organizing all that stuff so it's been it's been an experience and it's kind of cool to come up go through all the spare parts and stuff that we have laying around nuts and bolts and just scrapping stuff together <laughs> so it's kind of like do our when we do our readers tips and stuff just making it look nice but using up all the spare parts right what I think is kind of cool about that project is that you took, as the designer from it, you took a previous project that we had and adapted it because we did a uh, like a wall-mounted sharpening center. Mm -hmm. And then that was kind of where you started with uh, the router bit or the router storage thing. So... What kinds of things did you modify as you made that adapt adaptation? Um, well, uh, I, like you mentioned, I, I kind of uh, got inspiration for this sharpening station. It was from an older shop notes issue. And as far as the, the main case is concerned, I sized it a little bit differently. So I'd have uh, enough storage up top to put the extra routers and router bases and, and, and whatnot there. And then on the inside of it, I added some drawer, like small 
uh, drawers for odds and ends parts. And then um, uh, incorporated a French cleat system for uh, custom bit storage for to keep uh, like sets of bits together, whether it's style and rail bits or uh, I think I have a, a set for like all the rabbiting bit parts, you know, keep the uh, the, the bearings and odds and ends all together, uh, slot cutter set where keeping the extra cutters and bearings and, and odds and end tools and everything together. So, uh, kind of went with, you know, size, keeping the, the main construction the same. And then what was inside of the cabinet was kind of more customized for, for router bits and storage and accessories and whatnot. So it's it's what's on the inside that matters, you know. <laughs> yes, yes, that's so, exactly true. Yeah, I think what's interesting also that I like about it is that it's really easy to have a project, and we've done tips before about router bit storage, and it's just you know mainly, you know, Swiss cheesing some piece to corral all the bits, but with a router and some other tools, it's more than just bits. Cause like you said, it's bearings and the little Allen wrenches that go with it and the wrenches for your router and guide bushings and edge guides and, and all the other assorted gear that you just I don't know. That's easy to overlook or disregard or something like that. So mm -hmm. it's kind of, kind of nice to be able to have something that thinks of all of those things. Right. Yeah. The, the cabinet that we have under our, um, studio router table has pullouts for router bits. So it's got all the half inch holes and quarter inch holes that you can stick all your bits in. And then we have a drawer underneath. It seems like everything kind of, everything else just kind of gets thrown in that drawer. So it's, everything's just kind of rolling around and rattling around. So it's, it's nice to kind of package the things that need to get packaged together and keep those all together and keeps them sharper, longer, and easier to find rather than kind of just digging and, and, uh, looking for bits and pieces or, like with the rabbiting bit set, it has a special Allen wrench. So rather than going to look for the Allen wrench set, you have the, the one Allen wrench that you need there. And kind of, like we said, that you don't want to lose momentum anytime you have to go look for parts or changing out, you know, router bits. And so keep everything together and keep things moving along. So hopefully it really helps with that. Yeah. I like having the flexibility. I mean, cause I know that you were working on some specific examples for things, you know, like mm -hmm. the style and rail set or the slot cutter rabbiting bit, but you know, there's also the ability to custom, you know, that kind of gives you the idea to customize to your own sets, but then also there's a flexibility where, you know, when you're in the middle of a project, you know, and you just kind of pull out a round over bit, and you need to swap it out for a straight bit, like things don't have to go in their exact perfect spot in order to maintain the organization. There's enough mm -hmm. extra holes and flexibility to be able to just like, just find an empty hole, plop it in, everything's organized without it being like, you know, the 
outlines of the tools on the pegboard wall kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing is like I, everything, all of the, the little bit storage stuff that I did, I had everything. So it's removable. So you can either take it down and have it on the little work area or take it with you over to your workbench and then bring it back and, and whatnot. So it's not just stuck in that cabinet. You can take groups of things with you and, and, and just like you said, be more versatile and, and, uh, whatnot. All right. In other news, uh, I was working on a mid-century modern dining room table for my sister recently and was finished with it. And it was sitting around here at the studio and I was kind of worried about it getting dinged up or knocked around or whatever. So I finally got it delivered to my sister for, uh, in time for Thanksgiving. So that'll be kind of fun to be able to enjoy that with the family. And it was fun to see her reaction on it. So the next up project uh, is the sideboard. I've mentioned that in past episodes and uh, I got a good start on it. I'm basically down to drawers and doors on it, which is kind of cool. I'll put a link or a photo of both of those projects as they stand now on the show notes page. So that's been kind of cool to see those projects. You'll also see the sideboard project in an upcoming issue of popular woodworking. So it's kind of fun, kind of fun now in a way that we have three woodworking magazines that we're working on. We got shop notes and popular woodworking and woodsmith. And there's just a lot of collaboration and, uh, I don't know, sharing ideas. It's, that's kind of fun to be able to see how different people work and to see different personalities come out in each one of those titles. So, um, we're having a few internet connectivity issues. So I think I'm going to cut this podcast short for today. Uh, I want to thank shaper tools for sponsoring today's episode of the podcast. They're the makers of that, uh, shaper origin. It's that handheld CNC, uh, looks a little bit like R2D2 plus a router and it, brings digital precision to the craft of woodworking. You can tackle all kinds of stuff, joinery, cabinetry, hardware installation, and more. They have a thing going on right now where you can try it risk-free in your shop for 30 days. Check them out at shapertools.com. If you have any questions, comments, or smart remarks, I want to hear about it. And you can send those as an email to woodsmith at woodsmith.com or leave them in the comments section on our YouTube channel. And we'll see you next week, everybody, for another episode of the Shop Notes podcast. Bye.